Put on our hand. happy yes. hat. That hand. That parrot guy is grumpy hat on. <laughs> well, I'm not grumpy. I don't know. Uh, I lost my ring. You got to get psyched up. Come on, pump yourself up. You gotta pump. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on a Zoom call. I can't pump myself up. <laughs> on a Zoom call. Now that's funny. funny. That is correct. This is the podcast. That sounds funny. And uh, this is of August 30th. Wow. Already, huh? 2022. We are in season two, ah, season two, this is episode 43, and we're on podcast number 95, five uh, weeks away from the big 100. I got mustard ketchup. Two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I'm your host, Keith, and joined with me are mustard ketchup, Terry, and hamburger Jill. <laughs> You'll pickle me, I guess. <laughs> I got mustard, I got ketchup. Or, or I can be the cheese. Yeah. It can be the cheeseburger. <laughs> Mayor McCheese. We had a little kid around in the house so we can be the pickle. He was, he was awful sour. Wine <laughs> Not a morning anyway, kid, huh? <laughs> yeah. He would come a Sunday, he was, you gotta go home tonight. No, we were going to stay out weekend. It's like, yeah, it's Sunday. The weekend is over. <laughs> you guys got to go. <laughs> you got school tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but we like to open up with the What's New segment. It could be anything. Classic family story, reading what you're doing. Does anyone have a question? Um, something funny happened lately. Not funny. <laughs> so much non-funny stuff. Losing those rings. Having to return stuff to Amazon. I lost my I dropped my class ring on the floor this morning. So when we're done, I gotta dig in the register under my desk. I used to sit on that register when I was a kid and oh, yeah. I'll probably find my old dead hamster in there or something. <laughs> Pocket change from 1974. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what yeah, you'll find? all kinds of treasures in there that you then I gotta then we gotta send something back to Amazon later because we're taking you got a phone machine orders. for a dwarf. You gotta you gotta pay attention when you order stuff off of Amazon, make sure you're it's the right size, you know. Yeah, it's a sewing machine that's no white would you use to <laughs> That reminds me, we watched Snow White and the Huntsman this week. For something different that we did. And, and it was kind of funny because uh, the seven dwarfs, they weren't happy and sleepy and dark and grumpy. I'm thinking they were beefy and I'm trying to remember their names. I had when we watched it, I was like, I'm going to remember all those weird names for the podcast, but none of was, them was. Was that an old black and white movie? No, it was a fairly so, new one. They redid it a couple of years back. 
Uh, well, they, they've made Snow White several times because there was there was an old live action movie where there was a Snow White and a Huntsman, and they had a, a bunch of different dwarfs. And they made Snow White and the Three Stooges. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, this Snow White, and, uh, it was called The Huntsman, but I, I told him I thought we'd seen it before, but it wasn't the way I remembered it going. They went through a cave and there were fairies and it was all pretty in the cave because out in the, uh, the rest of the world, the queen made everything ugly, the old wicked queen. And, hmm. and she would like suck the life out of all the pretty women. And so there was a little village where all the women would cut their face so that they weren't pretty. So that she wouldn't want to suck the life out of them. And it's like, wow, this one's really different. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, actually. It was made recently, huh? Yeah, I don't remember the year, but it was on Netflix, I think. Hmm. I would have to have somebody help me look it up. Maybe I'll watch it with somebody. We can yeah, it was described too. Nice. So well, we have Netflix because I think somebody here rented it. They can watch it on the smart TV we have. Yeah. But uh, Alexa, what year did Snow White and the Hunchman come out? There's a lot of movies that are audio described on there. By the way, you have a new notification. Do you want to hear? I made yours talk too. I was saying you're not going. Hold on, Alexa, stop. It was like they made mine talk because I, I moved mine to my desktop. I forgot I did that. <laughs> we had a new stereo. Alexa's battling it out. There we yeah. go. Stereo. 2012, it came out. There you go. Yeah, uh, I think that sounds right. It was about 10 years old. But it was well, really good if you like Snow White type movies. Uh, I, I got an email just uh, this morning, I think, or maybe it was yesterday. Uh, our, our website bill is coming due in a, in uh, about eight weeks. Do you think we should renew it? Our website. <laughs> what? Sure. Uh, I was just wondering, maybe we want people to find us. We, we hit the hundredth episode and just kind of go bust or something. You mean we need some Patreons to pay yeah, for it? <laughs> Some donate donate button clickers to click our donate button. So we need a thousand dollars. Donate. Forty thousand dollars for that uh, domain live funny dot com or something. Just send a thousand bucks to each of us, and, <laughs> and then we can get a new microphone or something. Uh, and some noise well, reduction I, filters. When when it comes to of microphone discoveries that that wireless headset that I've been using, I really like the headset, but I'm not sure I always like the microphone. It, to me, it, it sounds a little bit like telephone quality. Um, that's why I tried today to switch to my regular desktop microphone, so maybe it'll sound better. I don't know. Um, but anyway, that's all I had really for new, something new. Uh, is that I thought it was kind of funny that our our hundredth episode's coming up in five more episodes and in eight more weeks we'll have our have to pay our website bill. Maybe we can have Keith shave his head, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, you know, if we were to get enough donors to cover our website bill <laughs> and our Zoom bill was coming up also probably pretty soon, I think in October or November or something. Maybe, maybe I could do that. Maybe Jill will yeah. do that. Maybe we can no, save no. the two hairs no. from Keith's head. I, I can shave my head and we can tase Jill. <laughs> tase me? <laughs> Tastes Terry. <laughs> Reference to that story show. Yeah. I could probably take it. I got a lot of insulation. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that's what I got on for my update. Oh, you know, there's something kind of in my list of housekeeping stuff. I don't always mention it. Is a while back I started compiling. Uh, an official TSF joke book. And in that, it would have all of our closing final thoughts that we've done and uh, some of our emails that we've had uh, read on the show. Our own joke book. Huh? Our own joke book. Yeah, our own official That Sounds Funny joke book. It, it's, it's still being worked on. But once it gets compiled, uh, I'm thinking about having somebody I know uh, who will draw you a picture.com. <laughs> Maybe you can illustrate it or yeah. do some cover art for us. And uh, it'll be an easy job for him because, hey, we're blind. He could draw anything. <laughs> 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 Looks good there. Yeah. <laughs> so then we can maybe put that on our site, uh, you know, a little. Download from you know, for paid yeah. members. If we have any paid members, or that maybe a ninety-nine cent download from Amazon or something, could be a thing. Could be a thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. I keep getting an uh, email from Amazon saying that I can get two free audio books oh, for yeah. free for mine to keep, you know? and it's like. Well, that's great, but I can't think of any two books I want to buy to read <laughs> keep forever. Yeah, most of the books, I mean, I, it's, for me, is almost entirely done through the library service. Uh, but what that's talking about is uh, Audible books, because Audible and Amazon are, are connected. And yeah. maybe we could start us an Audible uh, account where people we can send people... Uh, or what you call it, uh, reference code. And, and then whenever they get the free books or the buy for books, we get a, little, a bit of the uh, proceeds. Whatever that's called, I can't remember. They are code? No, it's, uh, I forget what, it, what is it? I know what it's called, but I just can't think of what it's called. But, but you, get a, you can get a link, like you hear people talk about, go to our, that's on swing.com slash audible and, and you get some free books on us or something. And what happens is if whenever someone downloads their two free books, even though they're free, then we get a kickback from audible because we referred somebody. And then if they actually buy a book or two every month, then we get a small slice of that. Process. And then like what I learned here recently is if you want to use the Amazon Smile thing to donate to a charity or whatever, you have to actually go to, you know, you don't have to type all the www's, but you have to type smile.amazon.com. Then you oh. choose your charity. 
then that takes you right into your regular account. You know, everything's still on the screen, even though you have to type in smile.amazon.com first. Once you create, once you find your charity, like for me, I put in Illinois Council of the Blind and bam, I selected it. So now whenever I want to buy something, I don't go to amazon.com. You got to go to smile.amazon. Once you go in there, then once you've selected one, it takes you right into your regular page. You have to do that every right. time you want to buy something? Or? Right. You have to go to smile. Right. And then anything you buy while you're on that session, they get if you just if i oh. now that i've selected them if i just went back to amazon.com then they would get the money you have to go to smile.amazon that's how that works so you have to do that go there to that web page first then you know you can still have the helper helping you shop i've discovered but uh anyway that's what i found out this past well, week we should probably move on along, but real fast before we do, yeah. my retro old time radio podcast actually has a Amazon store. Um, I, I forget how to, how you would find it directly um, because I don't really do a lot with it. Type but, it actually. No, uh, but I. I I used to have some links on my website that would be, you know, click here for our, our Amazon store. And whenever you click through, you can buy whatever you want. And whatever you buy, you would get you know, a few pennies on the dollar, basically, for a kickback. I think the most I got back one time was about 15 bucks. I got a gift card for 15 bucks because somebody bought a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you type in, I thought you meant like, on your victory or something, if you type in our last name, Helsley, you've got 10 podcast feeds associated with the last right. name. But that's, but that's not my Amazon store. My Amazon right, store, right, is right. Actually, it's actually Retro OTR is an Amazon store. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to break, mention that really fast. That's just how they get to the podcast. With this podcast. But if, if somebody does want to support us, I mean, that does indirectly support this podcast. Buy them, break them, and throw them away. Does it worry you? No. Uh, but let's do our random topic. Our random barking topic, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have, I think, five items on the wheel. Spin yeah, the wheel and get a number. It's one. Yeah. Well, as I recall, um, item number one on the wheel is icebreaker. Would you rather? Do, 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 icebreakers. Would you rather? Let's go with these questions right here. Oh, this is a very timely topic. Would you rather have your debt forgiven or have guaranteed good health for your life all your life? <laughs> good health. <laughs> uh, 
Would you rather have your debt forgiven? Debt forgiven for or me. Would you rather <laughs> have, oh for a decade? I'm sorry. Guarantee good health for a decade. No, oh. for a decade. Well, considering uh, we're getting up there in years, a decade might be all we need for good health. <laughs> yeah, that that it can stay there forever. I don't care. I'd rather have good health. <laughs> Yeah, if you had good health, you could work to pay off the debt. But of course, I know Terry has some debt he is eager to get rid of. Yeah. I, I purposely have decided that I don't want to go into debt like, to buy a house or anything because I don't want to have to pay on it for a lot of years. I would rather yeah. remain as debt-free as possible. You got lucky, though. You hit the lottery. <laughs> More or less, yeah. <laughs> Maybe That's Terry nice. will find a winning lottery ticket down his register. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, I, I hear the uh, that Powerball is back up to like over a billion dollars again or something. Wow. Not right now. Well, somebody got a winning ticket, but nobody claimed it. Mm. So maybe they threw it away by accident and kicking themselves. It went down Terry's register. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have a family of 12 children or never be able to have children at all? Wow. <laughs> all or nothing. There's zero kids, 12 kids. Well, this ain't much for you guys. You don't have to push some kids out. <laughs> you want to have 12 kids, Jill? You, you, you got to have four. You got to do, you got to do eight more. <laughs> I guess in a way I'd rather have the kids just because it'd be lonely being just no kids at all. See, you, you could like double up on them or have twins and triplets and get them over with faster. Yeah. <laughs> I would say having 12 kids though, because like I said, if it's just you, I get lonely here sometimes now that I'm empty nester. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, that one come back. Um, they, they come back every now and again, but I can't have any children. Okay. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> I can't give birth to them, put it that way. I can have children, I think. Well, yeah, I'm thinking whether I have them or not. Twelve kids is awfully daunting. Uh, Everybody seems I, to have their tubes tied. Anyway, I, I, I think I'd rather have kids than not have kids. The world would be a really small place if there wasn't any kids around. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know early on, my wife was like, I want to have a whole bunch of kids. I'm like, no, oh, I don't want to really have any for a while. <laughs> then we started having them. Then she started having some issues with her inner parts. And, the last one broke the mold, basically. So, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, who knows? We might end up with all about twelve, but more than four. And <laughs> yeah, that's what Mister and Missus Duggar said. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where so they got 30, 33 19 counting. kids and counting, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the last number was, because I think the last one she had broke her mold. Yeah. But when it started, I think it was like. 15 or 16 kids and counting. Huh. That show's not on they, anymore though, because their oldest son. Right. 
Their oldest son ruined their show for him. Would you rather work more hours per day, but fewer days or I think I'm missing it. It's a long question. More hours per day, but fewer days or fewer hours per day, but more days. So would you rather work like two, uh, four, 10 hour shifts and be done for the week? Or would you rather work, you know, five, six hour days, seven days? I'd rather work at not working. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, maybe the 10 hours a day, just because it's always good to have a day off. Can you imagine having to work every single day? Oh, wait. Terry's wife does that, don't she? I've Every day for three work. or four hours. That would get old. <laughs> no, I worked when I worked for Pious Hall Pantry in Godfrey. I worked for thirty-six days with no days off. I worked every day, eight-hour shift, because I, I had scheduled days off. But they'd call me out and say, "Hey, can you come in and work?" So and so can't work. I'd go in before they knew it. I'd work 36 days with no days off. The manager got her butt chewed out over it. I had a big paycheck. That's about a lot of overtime. I had a big paycheck, but anything over 10 hours of overtime, it all goes to your taxes. So I lost a a lot of money. I worked for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a certain amount that you get a benefit from, but if you go over it, we found that out too with George working, they take a lot of well, taxes. There, there is something to be said for working longer hours, but fewer days. I know way back when we lived there in South Roxana, uh, we had the newspaper route where I'd drive down and pick him up at like 3 a.m. and take him home and we'd start rolling them. And we'd roll papers all day long until about 10 o'clock. We'd take a break, take a, you know, a short breather, maybe a short nap, and then uh, hit the road about 10.30 and throw papers all night long until just about time the sun came up. So you were working, I mean, one full day. I thought, you know, if I had another paper <clears throat> out like this, uh, it wouldn't have to be back to back, but say on a, a Tuesday and a Friday or something. I would enjoy doing that because you get all your work done all in one big, huge fell swoop, and it's like I got the rest of the week. I'm do whatever I want. But yeah, whenever you own the business, like what uh, Joe was saying about Terry's wife, yeah, there's times where you do you got to go in because it's your business. It, it behooves you to do that. Whenever I had my business. Yeah, I, I never worked Sundays. I always made sure I never did that. If I did, it had to be a big emergency. Um, but I would sometimes work six days a week. But my work days were pretty light, maybe four to six hours a day. Rarely I'd have a 12-hour day, but usually it's because it was a, a delivery coming. I had to be there and wait. Yeah. Would you rather be the most popular person, either at work or school, 
or the smartest person at work or school? Hmm. More popular or more smarter? Or more? <laughs> Maybe the smartest. The smarter you are, usually you get a better job. Repeat the question. Yeah, well, I've never been the most popular or the most smarter. Although, whenever I was in Air Force Tech School, I did graduate honor grad there. So, in that case, I was the more smarter one. <laughs> but um, I was the more popular smart Alec. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when it comes down to it, it would be pretty, pretty nice to be the smartest person there. But I'm thinking of like high school, and it's like, Whenever I graduated high school, because I chose to not take a lot of study hall classes, I had more credits than I needed to graduate. And when and you're in high school, it's all about the credits. It's your grades do matter, but it, you don't. It's the credits that they count up. So you could be a, a, a average C student, and you're still going to get the same diploma that the smart guys didn't. So in that case, yeah, they're pretty cool to be popular. <laughs> I was a I was an average D and F student. Yeah. <laughs> I got a D one time in my whole school's uh, career, I guess you'd call it, and that was in a science class. I did not like science. Other than that, I think I got C's and above, but it was more or less just average in student. Grade school in fifth and sixth grade, I just got so bored with school that I just did not do well. And I, I was collecting a whole set of these and Fs. Oh, wow. Um, in fact, mom and dad saved my report card to show me how dumb I was that year or something. <laughs> they, did. Um, they didn't save the good ones. Uh, but by high school, I ended up being a pretty solid B minus student. So B minus? And about a B minus somewhere. <laughs> and then I got to college for the, the year or so I was there. And I was still about a, a B student, B, B minus, B plus. A B, big boy. <laughs> uh, like I said, when I went off in the military and went to the Air Force Tech School, I was like 97 point. Sixth percentile or whatever the grade was to get honor grad. It was basically an A plus student. Wow. Anyway, enough of that. A random topic. Warning! Alien approaching. Warning! Avon calling. Take time out for beauty when Avon comes calling. Use Avon Cosmetics and you'll be enthralling for a pleasure-filled break in your daily routine. It's time to take time out for beauty. Avon calling. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. Everything will be delivered to your house. 
So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T Hogan Health Sleep. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. Transition into news. News. Terry has a story to tell us. I probably have some. I have a rare An orange lobster was discovered in a shipment to a red lobster. Uh, They, uh, It, uh, it was in, uh, I can't remember what state I'll get to it, but they, in Mississippi, they sent it off to uh, Ripley's, believe it or not, aquarium in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Uh, but it's pretty rare that an orange lobster is in existence. I, I thought it was just because maybe the lobster jumped out of the pot before it was all the way cooked. <laughs> went from green to orange but it's the donald trump of lobster orange lobster bite orange lobster bite <laughs> but it was the second time in a month that an orange lobster had was in a shipment and so they kind of they tracked it down to both lobsters seem to come from the same like company of course going to red lobster but they traced it down to both lobsters came from the same area in the ocean. Oh, well, they they also nicknamed that orange lobster Cheddar. 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 They should have microchipped it. It was probably the same lobster. They just kept catching it. Yeah. And they were long lost brothers. They were twins. <laughs> Separated at birth. They were supposed to be like one in 30 million lobsters is orange but since they've had two in the in a month at different locations they've tracked it down and they believe that um there's something in the water that they were eating and uh they you know and it's you know changed their color you know Hmm. Um, (laughs) the there's a whole colony of orange lobsters all around (laughs) the chemical dump still right and a a third a third orange lobster they've discovered is in Canada (laughs) in an aquarium yeah there's more out there than they thought (laughs) right it was rescued about three months ago from a grocery store they said but uh, they made him into a pet. It's a rescue lobster. Now you live to the rescue lobster. Oh, the other one's nickname was Biscuit, Biscuit and Cheddar. Wow. Because <laughs> I guess because they were the red lobster. called Sunshine or something. They gave him, I guess, a food dance because of red lobster and all, but uh. 
they're they making spokesman like this, like the gecko for Geico. They could be the the orange lobster family. They're thinking that there's something they're eating that's changing the pigment of their the with the lobster's DNA, changing the pigment of their color. It's, it's, it's a dioxin. <laughs> so that, that's all I got on my that red lobster story there. Orange. That's with, weird. That orange lobster. Another name you might be familiar with is called Agent Orange. Agent <laughs> Orange. <laughs> it's an agent, yeah. double agent lobster. Okay. Dosed by Agent Orange. <laughs> <laughs> My first odd news story reminded me of Terry because we know how much he likes to eat popcorn. <laughs> and there was a popcorn eating contest in Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh. And this guy, Joey Chestnut, he broke the world record for eating the most popcorn at this popcorn eating contest. He ate... Uh, Oh, well, he has won 15 times the hot dog, hot dog eating contest in New York. And he thought he would give the popcorn challenge a chance. And they had it before a baseball game in Indianapolis against some minor league teams. He ate 32 24-ounce containers of popcorn. Was it buttered? <laughs> they didn't say. It slid down better that way. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Says the former record was 28, but he beat it then by the four uh, batches. And he said he would take a bite of popcorn and a swig of water because, of course, popcorn's kind of dry and that helps him wash it down. Yeah, so I wonder just... if he actually chewed it. He just like mouthful <laughs> swallow, mouthful swallow. Uh, I don't know. I would have to chew it because that's the best way to get a good taste of it. Well, you would have have to chew it because chewing it would break up the big kernels, you know, the big poofy things and the smaller things. It could yeah. fit more in the stomach if you chewed it a little bit. And this was his 50th eating uh, record, but I bet Terry could give him a run for his money. <laughs> <laughs> he, he goes to different events. He's, I'm hungry for hot dogs today. I'm hungry for some popcorn. I'm going to go to like Ben and Jerry's and have a world record Ben and Jerry's contest over there. There's some places around the other that I was wanting to try that stuff. Like at the pizza place, I got a five pound pizza. Oh, uh, wow. King Louis, I got that three pound hamburger. Oh, I, I know a guy that won that. I know that, but the... in Alton that had a two pound hamburger. If you ate the whole thing, you could have it for free. free. If yeah. you didn't yeah. eat it, at King Louis, you get a T-shirt, but the T-shirt wouldn't fit the guy that won. He had to give it to his daughter. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, if you ate that big of a hamburger, it seems like they could afford to get you a supersized T-shirt that you could wear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of times, though, if you saw the pictures, these people in these eating contests are not big and fat people either. You know? Oh well, this guy was a pretty good sized guy. I think it just or comes goes right in. Him. It comes right out, you know. They probably the go butter on that popcorn just slid right through. <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe they're bulimic. They eat it all. They right. go, they go and purge. Wow. Purge it out one end or the other. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't think of that, but yeah, we all like popcorn, but I couldn't eat that much, I don't think. But I didn't tell you it didn't tell I don't remember it saying 
how long it took him to eat that. You know, usually you have to eat yeah, it in a certain amount game. of time. Right. And then, like, you know, with popcorn, though, see, it does compress into a small area, especially when you get it wet. You know, it's wet and compacts in there good. <laughs> You know how you have people have back pain and they go to the doctor, the chiropractor, it makes them feel good. Yeah. Well, the Mississippi chiropractor was arrested and charged for selling fentanyl to his patient. <laughs> he would make them feel really good. <laughs> I would give them a massage at all. Uh, in Gulfport, Mississippi, I don't know where that's at. I used to live about 10 miles from there. Huh. Uh, a Mississippi chiropractor is accused of being selling fentanyl and being in possession of drug paraphernalia. Uh, he was taken into custody after an undercover investigation. Uh, he, a uh, 53-year-old uh, doctor, uh, is facing charges besides a. Uh, uh, possessing drugs, uh, tampering with evidence, and, and the fentanyl charges came from previous undercover operations, it says. They executed search warrants on his home, uh, the newspaper reports. And when they arrived at his house to serve the warrant, uh, he was caught discarding a substance found to be fentanyl in his toilet. So he was apprehended and arrested. And of course they found mass paraphernalia stuff for ingesting her both her heroin and fentanyl. So yeah, the, the doctor feel good for your back was really making him feel good. <laughs> uh, okay, I got a... Uh... Going along with the same um, type story, a Pennsylvania man finds a rare purple pearl in his clam. Wow, orange lobsters, purple pearl. <laughs> what a colorful storyline up here. He was uh, he's from Pennsylvania, but he went to Delaware with his family and they had a surprising discovery inside of his clam was a purple pearl his wife thought it was some kind of bead because um scott overland and they thought it was a bead or plat it looked like a dot candy you know on the piece of paper yeah type thing and um, they thought maybe the chef dropped something in there because there's no really no such thing as a pearl in a clam. They're usually in oysters, and maybe that his was his way to propose to her. That was her going to be her <laughs> ring jewel yeah. on her ring. <laughs> he planted it in there. And it, the the a scientist said that oysters and clams can both produce pearls. But uh, the plants uh, are even more rare, so I bet it's a lot more valuable. They, you can get it graded 
and see what it's worth. But, uh, well, that's about all there was to it. They, you know, orange lobsters, purple pearls. Terry, is that your alarm going off? So is Joe ready? Yep, my next odd news story is about another. I get the world records this week. A cucumber that was over three foot long. I've been eating cucumbers. That's a big pickle. Yeah, it is. Uh, this guy's name. Sebastian Saskinski or something like that. I don't know how you say his last name. Pinsky. He was from Poland, but he moved to England and he decided to grow a garden with all the food shortages that we're having. And evidently, his garden got a little uh, large. <laughs> so, good. He had to go to the hospital because he had a bleeding ulcer, I think it says. And his wife took care of the cucumber. Well, he was in the hospital because it's a dangerous uh, thing, a, oh, a risky business trying to grow the uh, world's largest cucumber because if you cut it too soon, of course, it's going to quit growing. Mm -hmm. And if you leave it on too long and you don't keep an eye on it, it can either rot on the vine, which will eliminate it from the world record. Or it can explode, which that just sounds funny. My cucumber <laughs> exploded. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those exploding cigars. Yeah, so his wife kept an eye on it, kept babying it until I guess he got out of the hospital and the Guinness right. book went and looked at it and said it was two and a half inches longer than the world record. So they got to be in the Guinness book of world records for having the longest cucumber. Yeah, because if they lay on the directly on the ground, they will rot. So they probably had to put it on like a bed of straw or something. Oh, this one might have been on a mattress covered with a blanket, oh, with a pillow. <laughs> pampered, pampered pickle. Yeah. Like the contented cows, you got a pampered pickle. Yeah. And of course, if it grows too big to, for its skin to expand, I can see how it'll just burst through. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was funny when they said it could explode, and I was like, "Oh, like a pipe bomb or one of those uh, pressure <laughs> cooker bombs. Your pickle's yeah. gonna explode." It's a pickle bomb. <laughs> yeah, so a pipe bomb, pickle bomb. Yeah. I got pickled guts all over me. Or your whale that blew up. That time. Yeah, we used to grow a lot of cucumbers, so I know about how they rot on the ground, but. Yeah, I don't think we ever had trouble with them getting too big because Lord, I could pick them while they were still small enough to actually be good pickle size. I wonder, it didn't say how much it weighed, or I don't think it even said how big around it was. It was just three over th three and a half foot long. Three. It was a half inch around. <laughs> yeah, big long skinny one, or if it got long. big and fat. I, I don't know. It didn't go into a whole lot of detail about the dimensions. <laughs> We've had stories about food, clams, and lobsters and pickles. Well, a sewer emergency in Cape Cod closes restaurants. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're talking about the exiting portion here. In Provincetown, Massachusetts, a popular Cape Cod resort declared a sewer emergency. 
ordering restaurants and food establishments to close immediately along the waterfront. So I guess a lot of people want there to poop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, they said in a Facebook post that residential property on the sewer system must also reduce water use, including flushing toilets only when absolutely necessary. Which, what do they mean by that? <laughs> when does it become necessary? How much poop has to be in it before you gotta lift it? Uh, but all public restrooms would be shuttered for two days uh, and that portable toilets would be provided. Uh, but the sewer shutdown coming at peak tourist season was necessary to prevent a further public health emergency. Thunderstorms in the area had caused a larger than normal water runoff to hit the sewers. And so they were backing up into people's restaurants and bathrooms. So that's the story. Yeah, that's kind of gross going to somebody's restaurant and have that mess. <laughs> so food wow. goes in, food comes out. Could be yeah. a Back around a Terry, I have sticking with food style stories. <laughs> Red Lobster, Purple Pearl, Popcorn. Oh man, this one is here's the headline: um, Intoxicated Bear Arrested. Well, eat hallucinogenic honey in Turkey. Who's going to arrest the bear? What kind of turkey? Honey so, in Turkey. Honey turkey in the country. He wasn't eating hallucinogenic honey out of a turkey. It takes place in the country of Turkey. Oh. <laughs> Over in Turkey, uh, it says uh, a young brown bear was rescued after consuming a large amount of hallucinogenic honey, Turkish Ministry of Agriculture said the bear was found disoriented uh, in Dust Province, whatever. The bear was examined and found to be intoxicated after eating honey that came from uh, the nectar of an indigenous species of honey called mad honey. <laughs> like a mad cow disease, it's a mad bear disease. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a indeed did indigenous uh, nectar of rodendia, a plant. And it's got granadas, whatever. Uh, oh. Mad honey contains granadics and produces a hallucinogenic effect. I mean, that's all what they got over there anyway, isn't it? Over in Turkey, they got... <laughs> well, they, they grow the, poppies. The poppies over there the, in the Middle East and through Asia. Over there and smoke all you want and stuff. And 
Well, uh, poppies are a flower, and bees get their nectar from flowers. So maybe it was <laughs> uh, the opiates out of the poppy, and the bear's like, this is some great honey, man. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they have you know, examined the bear. The bear's no longer intoxicated due to make a full recovery. The Turkish ministry is asking uh, for social media users to help come up with a name for the intoxicated bear. <laughs> <laughs> not, not Smokey the bear. He'd have to be something else. Mm, an intoxicated he, he, bear. He's, he's Hippie the bear. Hippie. Hey, boo-boo. Hey, Try this good stuff here. Freak the picture of basket. <laughs> He's buzzy the bear because the honey comes from bees and he's buzzing. Yeah, and he's buzzing all right from that buzz. Yeah, but damn yogi. <laughs> What's up? Buzzy the bear, buzzy the bear. Doing all the drugs everywhere. I I it's a little bit long, but maybe I can compress it down. Uh, well, I have my headline here. Scientists use tiny trackers to follow moths on the move. That's the headline. <laughs> Why would you want to follow a moth on the move? So you know which one of them eats your woolen jacket or your wool pants yeah. find the culprit you put the whole my wool suit uh, yeah. uh, this story comes from new york but um as it talks about these millions of insects that migrate across the globe little is known about their journeys uh so to look for clues scientists took to the sky placing tiny trackers on the backs of moths and following them by plane. And the researchers were surprised to find that the moths had a very strong sense to know where they were going. Even when the winds changed, they stayed on a straight course. Um, it goes on to say that their flight path suggests that these Dark dead, dark head, wait, dark death head moth. Oh, what, what a name. Death head, oh, death head hawk moth is the actual name of this moth that they're tracking. Huh. They tracked it through Germany and through Europe. So the story came out of New York, but it actually was researched in Europe. But yeah, to, to kind of compress it all down, they, they, they didn't want, they couldn't use like the kind of tracker that they would put on birds, like a tag on their foot or something. But they had a tracker small enough that they could super glue it to the back of this moth, which happens to be like, <laughs> it has a 10 inch wingspan. It's like a huge moth. Oh, like, I'm thinking moths a little bitty, a couple inches. Yeah, it's like a huge, huge, huge moth. And so they, they put these trackers on them and they flew a straight line. It said in, in high winds, they, they fly low. And when the winds are behind, at their back, they rise up and they catch the tailwind. So huh. they, they go, even when, with the winds, they go right where they need to go. And they, whenever the boss took off, they 
had an airplane flying in the sky, basically just circling for hours, and they would just track the moths with little airplane radar. So, wow. The, but the story is quite long. It's like, but that's how, how it breaks down in a nutshell. A friend of mine I know actually raises moths, of all things. I, I kind of tease her once in a while, because I'm like, what do you want to raise a moth for? Yeah, what kind of job is that? What are you going to do with them? <laughs> she does it kind of as a science experiment, just for fun. Oh. It's only like like a two or three that she does like once a year. She posts her her journey of being a, a moth mother <laughs> <laughs> as they go from very voracious larvae into the cocooning stage. That's great. Wow. I, I actually sent her the story. She says. Yeah, I think my moths get ate pretty much as soon as they leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they don't survive very well. Yeah, but them big ones, I bet, would. Get yeah. mothballs. Take care of them. Shoot mothballs at them. <laughs> I have one more story. It's that time of year again. Um, up in Michigan, a deer, D-E-E-R, a deer, not a bear, but a deer, was found wandering in a Dollar General store. Uh, I needed to have some new um, gadgets for doing stuff in the woods or something. He needed something to hang on his antlers. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, he would have buy a rifle to hang on his antlers. A startled uh, worker, not worker, um, customer, a, a surprised shopper. Give a deer to hit that look. Captured, <laughs> captured video of the deer. You know, um, her name was Connie McGinnis. She was in Dollar General in Jackson, Michigan, when she heard something behind her in the aisle, and she turned around, and it was a deer. Excuse me, ma'am. Can you hand me that shampoo right there? <laughs> I need to go wash my hair. <laughs> shopping basket hanging on his antler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it needed some... Bag. I was looking for some snacks or maybe some bullets from the gun <laughs> that it had hanging from its antlers. You know. you, you it to find bears. I like to eat a bear so that has the bear eat me. <laughs> I need one of them orange vests so that they don't shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She saw the deer coming down the aisle. She got it out her phone and started whipping out video and posted it on Facebook. The Jackson police were called and notified and animal controls came to the store hmm. it was scared animals get in stores i could see if it was them doors where you step on that thing and the door opens well yeah it's, but a lot of it's got a motion sensor above the door and oh and the door still opens for you yeah yeah huh. yeah and the uh it didn't seem upset they lured it outside here dear 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 here's a nice carrot dear here's an apple 
And so that's all I got on that story. There's just got to go shopping sometime. I guess so. They got to get their snacks on. Here's just what I have fun. <laughs> so they're shopping for some gummy bears so they can eat the bear so they're very thin. Yeah. Looking well, for some honey. So we get some honey. Our, our news. Wait a minute. It's time for some weird words. Yeah, we've got some strange ones this week. They're made popular by famous people. It says reality television has a lot of people that introduce slang words to all of us. I've never uh, watched it. Uh, Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Um, they coin words that they have decided to put in the in the dictionary. Hmm. And so the first word that I have here, we've all heard before, of course. Everybody shut up. Of course, it's Bible, but it says that uh, the Kardashians, uh, of course, made this popular. It means they're telling the truth. They're being honest whenever you hear them yeah. say Bible on their show. Bible. Bible, they would, you know, and stuff. I swear, I'm telling the truth. It's all Bible. Then, uh, yeah, they use that. I, I, I don't really watch them, so I wouldn't know. I, I don't either. This is just a strange list of words, so and they're not. Okay. It's the gospel truth. It's the Bible. Yeah, instead of the gospel, it's Bible. I and never then, heard that term. I hadn't either. The next one. I don't like, there's some terms that I don't particularly like, but I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At the end of your list. You might have them on there. I don't know. I don't know. This one is bloop, the next word. B-L-O-O-P. Bloop. 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 And a lot of us, of course, we think it means you made a mistake, you blooped. But it's a grenade rifle. The, 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 the you, you had your blooper with your grenade rifle. It sounds like they're saying Mena Lynx of Atlanta uses this term kind of like Smurfs. Everything's Smurfy, everything's bloopy. If she's uh, mad, this is everything. If she's it's mad, she's just a generic she uses, word to whip out the drop. Yeah, yeah just something that. What the word bloop word? <laughs> yeah, what the bloop? When she talks, she's always saying bloop for some reason. I don't Look know. There was a big bloop. Wow. Yeah. It's this dictionary says that most people, you know, we know what is bloop, but she uses it as maybe like an exclamation or everything's bloopy or okay. it's kind of strange she has on okay the next one is catfish and of course we all know a catfish is a fish in the water yeah in the bottom Poopy. but catfish also is uh, you know the show where somebody's Making you think you maybe are a cute 
tall, dark, and handsome, but you're not. You're, you know, you're looking at each other on the computer. You, the you look, you're showing pictures of show how good you look, but in reality, you're just like some fat potato or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like you've been catfished. Catfisher. Well, catfish are also bottom feeders. So. Oh, so maybe they, they go for stink bait. <laughs> bottom feeding whenever you're doing something like that. But yeah, that's that's one of the Look, here's a picture for my wallet. It's really me. It's my picture it was in my wallet. <laughs> These are words that are actually getting they of course some of them are in the dictionary already, but they're getting new uh definitions Traction. added to what they already have in there. Our next word then is D-A-W-G, dog. That's another word. You dog. Dog. Big dog. And it said it became popular back whenever American Idol was on and Randy Jackson was on there and he was always saying, Hey, dog. Come and pitch you there, dog. It's a no for me, dog. And it means buddy or friend. But it also, to some girls, it means, you know, your boyfriend was a dog, and that means he's not good, so. Yeah, he's, he's a player. He's a dog. Yeah, sometimes this word, has, of course, has many definitions. Yeah. Let's see our next word. Maybe you flunked that class. Flavor Town. This one, Flavor Town. Flavor Town. It's funny uh, because my phone says Flavor Town, Flavor, and it took me a while to figure out. Of course, one it's just word, no space yeah. Flavor Town. It tastes good. It's a place that tastes good. <laughs> guy Fieri is the guy that said this word during one of his shows. And he's surprised that the phrase that he said garnered so much attention. Never he heard was talking. <laughs> he was talking about an extra large pizza on diners, drive-ins, and uh, and dives, which is one of the shows that he has when he travels around trying out different restaurants. And he uh. said that that pizza. Look like a manhole cover in Flavor Town, and now there's signs, T-shirts, and banners, and you can well, you know, know there's a in Wisconsin where they have a, a pizza that it's like so round it, it goes from side to side of a big one. Wow! They, you could feed like a dozen people off of that baby. Wow! Or that would, my four that would kids. be your four boys. <laughs> I, I went there first in the National Guard, and, and the whole crew, like about six or nine of us, went out and we scarfed down his pizza. And we couldn't finish it all, so we had a little bit left over. Whenever I went camping up there later, took the four boys up there. At the time, with like ages two through eight, they scarfed that big boy down. It's like, <laughs> I bet. They, they, they ate it. It was gone. Like, wow. Yeah. 
Boys can put away feet. some food, I know. Yeah, stomach's on feet. Tell you what. Um, the next one. Okay, now here's the D. I'll try to educate you. It's more of an acronym. It's G T L, and this comes from uh, uh, Jersey Shore. And the Jersey Shore, if you ever watched it, was a bunch of girls. What was it? G T L. Hold on, and you'll hear what the letters are if you didn't. It's a G T L. Gym, tanning, and laundry. That's the order you do stuff in in, in this show. You have to go to the gym yeah, first yeah, and then tan yeah. and then do your housework. Your I thought it was going to be girls talk a lot. I <laughs> <laughs> that too. Girls talk a lot. <laughs> that was an a acronym. I don't know why that's in this as a list of words that became popular and it's supposed to be in the dictionary. It was added to it. Uh, well, again, <laughs> never heard of it or them or their show. Yeah. This next word is Gonna familiarize you with the nomenclature. Luke, which is L-E-W-K. And it's supposed to be like, look, Luke, you really uh Make that ooze sound, I guess. Huh? But you say it, the girls say it whenever they uh, you look at it, a really hot guy. Look at him. So look at him. It's look at him. So it's a L triple U. Yeah, you could do it that way. L triple U K triple U. You got a U and a W. That's double U and a U. That's a triple U. And this one, I've never heard of the Rachel Zoe project either. So I don't even know what channel. If anybody out there watches this, I'm sure you've heard this word. Can, I've heard of the show. You can send us a voicemail or email us and tell us how dumb we are. Yeah. We'll share That's... your feedback on our 100th episode. Oh, by the way, 401 Voicemail number. This show also made the form the word work. They also do that with it. They made the exaggerated form of they work in girl, like I guess. <laughs> I've never seen it, like I said. So uh, well, and the working word though, they're watching it. Yeah, they're watching it from 2019 as if it's gonna be added to the dictionary soon. Because I guess oh <laughs> Our next word is momager. You learn the definitions of nouns and prepositions. Literacy is your mission. And that's why I think it's a good time. M-O-M-A-N-G-E-R. A momager. Momager. And this so word originated with uh, the Jenner mom. What was her name? The mom. Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner, it's a word added, you know, mom and manager of all her kids and their famous endeavors. So shows that she can do both, be a mom and a manager. Moms do manage a lot. Yeah. She's the ultimate momager. And then let's see, our next word is... Sashay away, and I didn't spell this, but this one is something to do with RuPaul. 
Oh. It could have a dictionary of his own, his drag race, it says. Mm-hmm. But sashay away means sashay like away. I guess being, like walk away. Yeah. It's a glide nonchalantly is what it means. But when RuPaul says that the contestants on the show know that it's the code for you're eliminated. So sashay away, you're off the show. <laughs> and you're I didn't fired. know he had a you're show. Been so. off the island. Once again, I did not know RuPaul had a show of some kind of game show or I something. I knew like that it, it had a show. <laughs> I say it because he's the guy who thinks he's a whatever. And this is a playful way you can tell your friends to go away if they're bothering you. Sashay away. Yeah. And so let's see. I thought there was one here that said, you know, when they don't have to leave, but so if you don't know how to sashay, can you do si do away or promenade? <laughs> no, no do si do. That would be in in a, the country form, yeah, <laughs> square that's, dancing that's the, or whatever. That's the rural form of that. Huh? Yeah, do si do away, Alabama promenade. The next word is work on that grammar. You should know. Smize, S-M-E-Y-E-S. You smile with your eyes. Smize? Smize. Wow. I think maybe this one became popular because of everybody wearing masks. You have to smile with your eyes so people know you're smiling. So I wonder if Asian people, when their eyes slant, are they frowning or are they smiling? I guess it's... Uh. Sorry about the racist joke, but uh, smize. How to smize? Smiling with your eyes. I don't wear a mask except for if I they go to a doctor's office. What they typically require. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's for if you Okay, let's see. I don't know if that's our last one. Let's see. Oh, yep, that one was our last one. Smize. So what was the funny word Terry thought of earlier he's going to say for us? I bet he forgot. Well, not funny, but I hate the word, that expression, my bad. Oh. oh. I hate it. It's like, yeah, it comes from, I'm uh, mad. Uh, I think said, I'm mad. They say my, M I, my, I am, man, I'm, I'm. Yeah, bad. you know, for the longest time, I, that's what I thought people were doing was saying I am bad, but they reversed the letters because they were dyslexic or something. Right. I, I would always see it written out. It would be me bad. First of all, they're saying me. Then I was, I did this, my cursor cross letters, M I, but maybe they have, they have it backwards. I am bad. That's right. Yeah. I'm bad, or it's you know that's right. I'm sorry. It's one of those. I'm I'm sorry. Or I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm sorry. You know, it's like my bad. At first, I thought they were saying B A G, my bag, 
Uh, <laughs> that's my bag. My bag. My bag. Oh, God, brand new that's bag. my bag. That's my bag. That's then the other one that's term. catching on everywhere. It's just that, What's your bag, that, man? Meaning, what do you do? <laughs> What's your thing? Yeah. The other one is the word that word woke. It's yeah, like, oh yeah. God, I can't stand that. It's like you woke up? get jumping on board with woke. Well, like you're woke because you're aware of social justice issues. Oh. Take me in your arms, my little fat boy. Hey. It's we gonna be time for some Terry's top, top ten. ten. Top ten. Yeah, yeah. I've got a bunch of them. I've been trying to figure out which one do I want to do today. You want to spin That's the wheel? Funny one. <laughs> and so I could do um, ten things that don't come from where you think they do. That has to do with food stuff mainly. Because um, all my other stories were based on food, so I'll stick with this one. Um, yeah. Number ten. Yeah. Mongolian beef. It doesn't come from beef. Comes from Taiwan. Doesn't come from Mongolia. <laughs> it doesn't come from Mongolia, but it's still it. probably beef. But still, yeah, that's a little surprising to me, but. You know, whatever. Number nine. Ow. German chocolate cake is not from it Germany. Not from cake? Oh, German. <laughs> no. It's an American made dish. Huh. Yeah, I think I knew that, but I thought it still had some connection to Germany. Does that, doesn't it? I didn't know. Things. Chocolateism. It's and good um, though, no matter where it comes from. I know. Yeah. Number eight. Wet dog smell does not come from your dog. Where does it, it come from? It could <laughs> come from your dog, but it also comes from kids who don't take baths for a week. <laughs> <laughs> there is a parasite. That lives in your dog's fur and it poops. And when your dog gets wet, it activates the poop smell of the parasites that's on so What you're really smelling is parasite poop and not dog. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want to give your dog that. a kiss with the parasite poop all over it. <laughs> Take a bath first, dog. Uh, it's like, man, you, my dog's human yesterday. It's like, woo, man. But I don't know if that's the same as like when they go outside and it's really hot and they come in and they have that stink or, or if that's, you know, they're not like wet unless they're sweating or something. I don't know, but, uh, it's, it's kind uh, of musty on those days. Though. Number seven. Angora wool oh. does not come from sheep. The, it comes from goats, doesn't it? It comes from China, but it's from rabbits. Rabbits? <laughs> really? Yeah. 
rabbits put off a lot of fur and there's a lot of rabbits that should be the cheapest material around <laughs> yeah um number six Oil and gas do not come from dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was dinosaur really, food. It comes from plants, don't they? <laughs> it comes from phyto and plankton that died hundreds of years, hundreds of millions of years before the dinosaurs. Even coal is older than the dinosaurs by 70 million years. Wow. <laughs> Number five. English muffins are not from England. <laughs> They're American made as well. <laughs> You're made in America by an English guy. They're not English <laughs> and they're not a muffin. They're, they're made by a guy named Joe English. <laughs> yeah, they're almost like a biscuit, really. Yeah, a biscuit. Closer to a biscuit. Made in America. Number four. Yes. Pork butt. Pork butt's not made from a pork pig. <laughs> well, pork butt, is, pork butt is not the butt of a pork. Oh, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> pork butt is actually the pig's shoulder from oh. the shoulder. You get the pork butt. What's this little dimple in the middle? <laughs> it's got a little penis. curly tail on it. Got a little curly tail right there. Pork butt. Well, That's what I call butt for then. I have no idea. It's like I have no idea. Maybe because it, when you get it, it's rounded and it just looks like it could be a butt cheek. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe that's it. There's any butchers out there listening? Let us know. Yeah. Awesome voicemail. Send us email. Why is pork shoulder called pork butt? The butt does not originate from the animal's backside. Fur storage and shipping. Butchers in early New England bundled affordable meat portions into big barrels known as butts. The term pig butt stuck to the shoulder meat that was placed in these barrels. Butchers make fresh hams from the pig's hind quarters, not from the back end of the animal, which is never referred to as the butt. I've also heard the cuts of meat known as pig butt and pork shoulder are commonly mistaken. Both are derived from the pig's shoulder, however pork butt is located higher on the foreleg and pork shoulder is located farther down. Both excel from lengthy, slow cooking techniques like roasting, stewing, and braising because they are relatively tough and fatty cuts. However, the cuts differ enough that we typically favor pork butt. Pork butt and pork shoulder are popularly known as the Boston Roast and the Picnic Roast. So, in this context, the term butt refers to the blunt or thick end of something, such as a cigar or pistol. The genuine pig shoulder is a portion of the same cut as the pork butt, but at the thinner end of the triangle-shaped portion. It weighs about the same as Boston butt, between 5 and 6 pounds, but has more bone. Although picnic slices can be purchased without the bone, doing so is advised. 
Pork butt is the best cut to use for winning pulled pork. Although some people liken picnic cuts to uncooked ham, they function just as well. We better get back to the episode. Before everyone gets hungry. Back to you Keith, Terry, and Jill. Number three, Himalayan salt. It's not from Himalaya. It's from Pakistan. It's not, it's not like like the, the Mount Everest salt that Mom had one time. <laughs> so right. it, it, was, it was Himalayan sea salt she had. Like, I don't think there's any oceans around Himalaya. <laughs> yeah, it's actually from Pakistan. Yeah. And let's see, number two. Diamonds proof, right? do not. Diamonds do not come from coal. They don't. Unlike the Superman, where he took some coal and squished it, made a diamond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, in the cartoon, they're mining diamonds out of a cave. Is that where they come from? Well, they actually That's come. That's right. <laughs> diamonds <laughs> come from uh, the the mantle and the Earth's mantle. And they're compressed, compressed and pushed up through in the volcanic chambers and caves, yeah. whatever. You know. Oh, so they do come from caves. So Snow White was right, or the dwarves. Yeah. They do come from the seven dwarves. They're they are <laughs> they are close cousins to coal, but they are not come from coal. Huh. Number I'm one, sure where the diamonds burn, if you, can, if you get hot, that you can burn. Huh. I have some of this up here on my desk, but popcorn. Number <laughs> one, <laughs> most vodka does not come from potatoes. Comes from Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Vodka is Russian for water. It's Russian water. It's like Russian spring water. You can make it. You can make. You can make vodka from rice, corn, wheat, soybean, molasses, beets, and almost anything else that grows. That says. And, and potatoes, <laughs> but it's like like starchy type vegetables, like potatoes or rice and stuff. Mm. So it sounds more like a moonshine, maybe a Russian moonshine, because you said the Russian hizzle is out there. That's <laughs> yeah. just like whenever you make schnapps, you know. I've found a recipe to make homemade schnapps, and it's like like if you want to make peach schnapps, it says you take like about eight peaches and you cut them and core them and take the seed out and then you put them in and you mix it with so much vodka and it's like oh so all you're really doing is flavoring your vodka <laughs> so yeah but that's that's how they make schnapps anyways i was like oh okay well 
You know, uh, last week you, you mentioned a lot of your top 10 lists have number two and release to number two. And of course, you had <laughs> the story about spitting dung. Well, I thought maybe your number two would be like your with diamonds, your the, the earth is pooping the diamond out. Yeah, I could have went that way with that. Maybe that's the case. <laughs> pooping them out in the poop tubes and the volcanoes. It's pooping them out, volcanoes. them out. Volcanic so, so really diamonds or earth poop. Yeah. <laughs> and it just what a diamond ring for your wedding. All right, here's some earth poop. <laughs> well, it's not my son that. The volcano is erupting its diarrhea <laughs> yeah. of lava and diamonds just <laughs> pelting the That'd earth. It'd be pretty cool if whenever it spits up, like you're saying, we watched a, a documentary on TV once when it had Will Smith on it. And they were by a volcano, and as the hot lava comes up, it comes back down, cooling off, and it turns into little rocks, that liquid volcano. And mm-hmm. he's like, you got to really watch out and make sure you don't get knocked out by some of these larger <laughs> rocks that are falling from the sky. As they cool off, I didn't know the liquid, volcanic liquid stuff turned into rocks, but it does. Yeah. That's right, Top 10. Hello, this is Keith Helsley of Quest for Truth. And I'm Nathan Caldwell. We talk about worldviews. Things that affect our pop culture today. Truth exposed on the first week every month. We dig into the Bible. One book at a time. One verse or phrase at a time. Our audio drama. Watch for new audio dramas on the third week of the month. Quest for Truth. Life-Truth.com Yeah, I admit it does appear to be a little peculiar, but maybe we're getting old-fashioned, Abner, behind the time. Now we get to move on to our, what's our next thing? Anchor topic. Topic. And it seems like our scheduled thing to talk about would be communications. And I, speaking of communications, uh, I got an email this past week, and maybe Terry too, from uh, Heinz uh, Blind Rehab Center, uh, the Torch newsletter. Um, I got one. And, yeah. And did you read it? No, not yet. <laughs> well, it, it's it's not a real long one. In part, it, it, it basically says that the uh, the director there, her name is Denise, just retired last month. So apparently they'll be having a new director over the facility there. Uh, but in the newsletter, they do talk about a new program that they just rolled out. It deals with manual skills, actually. Um, and they're doing manual skills through uh, like the remote learning. So in other words, they, they, they do it through like a Zoom call or like a, a, or what's some other ones on your computer to like use? Uh, FaceTime or something? Yeah, I, I can't think of it. There's, there's other app on the computer where they can oh. do like a, a live chat with your computer. So you're doing some remote learning with 
manual skills to include five basic lessons, uh, your, your, your basic assessment for manual skills, uh, home mechanics, uh, measuring uh, recreational activities, which I don't know how they would do any of that. I mean, the, the assessment, I, I get it. They could talk to you and assess your needs, but how would they really supervise like home mechanics or uh, recreational? I mean, uh, but they they have this setup where you can do that. You know, I'm, I'm mentioning it because it's you know how this, this part of communications where you use initially got the email was communicating, and they're doing these manual skills classes through the communication channel, basically your computer, and you know the VOIP voiceover internet protocol what that stands for. But this is a new thing that they're doing. Web something I can't remember the name of it either. Web. You know what? Web something it's called, but I can't remember. Yeah, WebEx. That's what that's what the one of them is called. But like the usual. Uh, Instead um, of Zoom, they must have to mail you something, and then you yeah. use it with them. Like you said, measuring, mail you. No, I don't well, know. The, the measuring is, is like they have a they have a click ruler, and they have a talking tape measure, and. Um, measuring like that like you're measuring like the like a wood shop project or measuring know, a long cucumber yeah, yeah. <laughs> measuring your your world record cucumber uh but that's the kind of measuring that you're talking about in, in manual skills uh using a level would be would be measuring because you're measuring how level something is or how vertical something is <laughs> Yeah, so but, things like that the, I can see, but some of them would be kind of hard to do and have them watch you recreational something. I mean, I guess they could watch you hammer well, you have, or somebody mid. You have or, we're going to teach you how to line dance, so get up. We're going to watch <laughs> you do the line dance steps. Ready? You can have a webcam. Webcam, that's all. Or maybe exercising or something. Sit maybe right in front of your recreation. laptop. Your laptop's or, got a camera. Or you rec recreation, like you take your your phone, you do a FaceTime call. You're walking down the street or doing horseback. <laughs> yeah, let's go for a walk or a bike ride. Why not? <laughs> you just tell me where to turn. I'll go for the bike ride. I'll put you on FaceTime. Put the phone in my pocket. You tell me if I need to turn left or right. Look out for the car. <laughs> But they, but they apparently have a way to do some of these things. The manual skills is very hands-on, but they're trying to offer at least a few things that they can do through a communication channel, uh, namely your computer. I thought that was yeah. kind of interesting, and it sort of kind of fits with our communication topic this week. <laughs> if blind people didn't have these that, communication channels, they would have learned about uh, their things. Warning, warning. A funny thing that happened the other day. I had these guys come over to gonna build my deck. And uh <clears throat> my wife had them, I bought her a new lawnmower, so they're taking it out of the box for her and uh, everything. They put the oil in it. And so then they're like, Well, what's wrong with this other mower? I go, I could never get it to start, you know. And so then the guy whenever push a little buttony thing, you know, just prime it with some gas. He tried to start it. He yanked on it, yanked on it, yanked on it, yanked on it. He's like, it ain't going to, it ain't starting. I go, 
And then he looked, he goes, I ain't got no gas in it. (laughs) (laughs) Got got any gas? It's like, no, for the lawnmower. And, uh, but then he noticed the air, before that, he took the air cleaner off. I said, man, your air cleaner, your filter is dirty. So he was cleaning it and then he put it back on and then he he checked the gas and said, I got no gas in it. (laughs) Yeah, well, all those things would help with the not start. So then he went to go start. You got you don't have any gas in this. It's like you just took it out of the box. So, no, there's no gas in it. <laughs> you just put the oil in it. Oh. Yeah, some basic maintenance there. It needs gas. The air filters will cause it to not start because it really restricts the airflow when it gets dirty. And, and then my my map update uh, did finish before this morning, but I'd already loaded everything back on my old machine. My Victor Reader. Oh, yeah, that was my other uh, uh, opening topic thing. I could squeeze it in now, but as we get ready to transition to our email, is we're getting a new washing machine uh, for the house. And my wife went and got it the fanciest one she could find. Have you ever heard of a Speed Queen? Yeah. You know, you know what where Speed Queens are used at, right? Heinz? They're used in laundromats. Oh yeah, and 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 this model of washing machine that she's getting, they said they could have fed it with a coin net. I thought, great! Every time the kids wear clothes, they're gonna pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a big piggy bank. The washing machine slash piggy bank. <laughs> that was the thing I was trying to think of. Open story. I don't know. What difference does it make? But, it is time for an email. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? It starts out. Hello there, TSF host. I have a story I call DBA. I used to live across the street from a tavern. And one night, as I woke up in the wee hours of the morning... Probably had to go wee in those wee hours of the morning. He had, it was a warm summer night. I had the screen door open. I heard the following conversation from across the street. A, a man had stumbled out of the bar, and an officer was already outside, parked across the parking lot, just waiting for drunk drivers. So she watches as the man nearly trips down the steps and stumbles to his car, staggers over to it, fumbles in his pocket for his keys. And you can tell by the look on her face that she must have been thinking, looks like I got one. (laughs) So 15 minutes of this fumbling routine goes by as each of the the bar patrons leave one by one. Meanwhile, the man fumbles in his pockets for his keys, staggers to and fro, drunkenly tripping over his own feet, and the whole time the offer is just watching him like a hawk. By now, the last of the bar patrons has left, and the man finally finds his key, unlocks his car, falls into the driver's seat. Finally, he manages to sit up straight, put the key in the ignition, and starts the car. Immediately, the officer blares the siren and demands the man stop what he's doing and get out of his car. 
And so the man rolls out his window and asks, what well, seems to be the problem, Ossifer, says the man very slurringly. <laughs> How much have you had to drink tonight, sir? The officer replies. What? I haven't had anything to drink, he says back to her. The officer gets a breathalyzer test out. Blow into this tube until I say stop, she says. And so he blows and stops, she says. Upon reading the breathalyzer, she was astounded. It came up all zeros, not a trace of alcohol in the guy's system. How? How is this possible, the officer replies. Easy, replies the man. I'm the designated decoy. <laughs> From Sam in Ding Dong, Texas. Hmm. He was there to decoy her, to distract her from all the other drunk drivers even. Yeah, designated decoy. <laughs> On a big drunken show. <laughs> So there's our email. I don't know what you've done, mister, but we're here to see that you don't do any more of it. Uh, so now it's time for some final thoughts. Oh, yeah? I have one. When you're laying in bed and your alarm clock rings at 6 in the morning and you close your eyes for five minutes, you wake up at 7.45. When you go to school at 1.30 in the afternoon, you close your eyes for five minutes and you wake up and it's 1.31. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like. Well, don't worry about your iPhone or your smart TV spying on you. Your vacuum cleaner has been collecting dirt on you for years. <laughs> yeah. Those sneaky Roombas. Oh. How can you tell if a tree is a dogwood tree by its bark? Next time that you feel lonely, dim the lights in your house and put on a scary movie, and soon you won't feel lonely. <laughs> <laughs> There's one hiding in the corner. Well, I found out today if you treat other people the way they treat you, they tend to get really upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, my nephew had told me that his girlfriend broke up with him. She found out he only had nine toes. <laughs> Turns out she was left toes in power. <laughs> <sighs> My wife told me to take the spider out and not to kill it. So we went out, had a few drinks. He's a nice guy, 
He's a web designer. <laughs> Sometimes the voices I hear in my head, they're not real, but they have the best ideas. Kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. <laughs> Sometimes they do. <laughs> like, I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. They say <clears throat> money doesn't buy happiness, but it will buy a jet ski. <laughs> Have you ever seen an unhappy person on a jet ski? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I used to run a dating service for chickens, but I was struggling to make hens meet. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta make the hens meet the roosters, not other hens. I was just pondering, why does it the pandemonium Involve actual hands. <laughs> this morning, somebody came knocking at my door asking for a donation for the local swimming pool. Uh -huh. So I gave him a glass of water. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little drop out of something. <laughs> my husband told me to quit acting like a flamingo, so I had to put my foot down. Good heaven! <laughs> you know, it's inappropriate to make a dad joke if you're not a dad. <laughs> I don't have any more. My thoughts are all out. Well, all I have to say is to the person who stole my glasses, I will find you. I have contacts. Did you get that, Abner? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all we got, it looks like. I don't want to have anything further to do with you or your name or your house or anything that reminds me what a mistake I made when I let you talk me into thinking you love me. So it's time to wrap it all up with our final words to say, this is your host Keith saying signing off. Thanks for listening. Leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast app you're using on podcast directories. Tell a friend about us. It's how we really do grow our listenership the most. And tune in next week where Jill will have more words about. Weird words about something. I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, still going to discover that one. There we go. That more top ends. We'll all have a bunch of news. And so we'll have some more funny stuff next week. Yeah. Maybe we'll hear what landlords can get away with. <laughs> yeah, the landlord is ready. That sounds funny. T S F at that sounds funny dot com.